Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, people of all ages, welcome to the Sticky Floors podcast. I am one of your hosts, CJ, and I am joined by my man, Mr. Will. We are taping this coming to the end of 2023. And yep, it's another 2023 recap show. I know these joints be on all the time. Everything be counting down for this last week. If you're watching any television, internet, whatever the case is, yeah, we're doing it too, but we're going to do it better. Well, <laughs> that's, just, that's just how we're going to do it. So look, so this is a little bit of a break of a format from the, the normal show that we do. We will be returning to the normal format next week for all the aficionados of the show. But, you know, we just want to take a step back and just reflect on the movies from 2023. Mixture of movies that we have seen for the first time this year, movies that came out this year, best actor, best actress performances, questions that we have. It's just a fun kind of show. So, you know, sit back, relax, enjoy, listen, and just follow us on this ride. So, Mr. Will, do you have anything for the for the uh, listening audience before we jump into this, man? Oh, yeah. No. Uh, first of all... Uh... For those who are celebrating Kwanzaa, happy Kwanzaa. This is the second day. Kuji Chagalia. Uh, so yes, sir. So I definitely want to shout out everyone who is uh, participating in this holiday. Uh, I want to say peace and blessings to everyone out there who have uh, continuously followed us on this joy ride. And uh, I think I think they're going to enjoy tonight's uh, episode, man. I really do. Energy's high. we got a lot to recap, a lot to go over. And uh just glad to be here. So let's jump in and let's do it. So we got 12 questions for the 12 days of Christmas. And uh, we're going to start with the first one, which is, what is the best movie you saw for the first time in 2023? Now, when I say for the first time in 2023, it's because it might have been a movie that came out before now, but you saw it for the first time. So, right. Will, what is your best movie that you saw for the first time in 2023? Oh man, I'm I am definitely rolling with Kill the Irishman, man. With uh, condolences, rest in peace, my man Ray Stevenson. Um, this movie is uh, almost biographical, uh, definitely based on the movie of the same uh, title. Excuse me, the book of the same title. Um, it's about the uh, mafia, uh, both the Irish mob, the Jewish mob, as well as the Italian mob presence in uh, Ohio, um, and man my ray my man ray he he goes berserk in this and for those who are uh history uh, aficionados he resembles uh the irishman so well man like he from the receding hairline to the hair color to the build the walk the talk like if you uh watch the archival footage um he is man he 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 displays the full repertoire and for those who um, happened to recall Ray Stevenson from anything most recently to the Ahsoka uh, series right. uh, to um, uh, the Punisher, um, uh, the second, no, the third, I'm sorry, Dolph Lundgren. Um, uh, uh, what's my man's name? Can't think of him right now. He was in the second one, uh, Christopher Jane. And then um, and then Ray Stevenson. Um, and he's also been in a plethora of stuff. Plus, this movie also has my man uh, Vinnie Jones. It has... Um, uh what christopher walken um uh, uh rest in peace uh to um oh man what's his name uh, uh who's the guy who was in uh goodfellas who was the head head uh paul servino paul servino um rest in peace to his family um just a, just a lot of, like everyone knows 
I love all-star ensemble type movies, and this this is one of them. Plus, it has my man, Mister Mister DM Forno. Yeah, so it just has a bunch of uh, great character actors who carry the script. They they vibe off of each other very well. Um, the depictions, because it, it's a it's based in the seventies. Okay. So like just that era, that piece, like you really you you kind of get nostalgic. Uh, for those who are of an older, more mature uh, uh, audience who watches films of this nature. I mean, just everything about it, the, the writing, the directing, the cinematography, the script, everything about it is just dope. Man. There it is. Kill the Irishman. Okay. So I'm going to have to check that out. I, I didn't, I'm not familiar with that. What is that? Yeah. Where did you see it? Where'd you watch it? Yeah, actually I watched it for the first time and I had some time down maybe about a couple of weeks ago. Uh, it just happened to be on HBO okay. or what they call Max. now Max, if you have Got the it. app. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, it was like a late night joint. And I was surprised I hadn't watched it, man. Like, it was just like one of those things that didn't hit my radar where um, it came out in 2011, just like a lot of movies that CJ and I had been talking about behind the scenes that um, we will probably bring to you at a later date. And, um, you know, it, it it was nominated for a lot of awards. I guess it was just one of those movies where I was like, the hoopla probably is not going to live up to the mm-hmm. hype. So I was just like, eh, you know, whatever. Um, but no, I'm, I'm glad I checked that out recently. Uh, what? Basically 12 years later. So yeah. Kill the Irishman. Okay, cool. I'm, I, I wrote that down. Yeah, I'm no, going to definitely listen to that. And, and, you know, just so this, these are new to me. So I didn't, I didn't have, I didn't know what, I don't know what your oh, answers yeah. are going to be. So for no, me, no, no, this no. is fun also. Yeah. So I'm taking notes. I got killed the Irishman. Okay. Yeah, no, definitely about my man Danny Green. I, I don't idolize, but for Irish people who are of that ilk where they are either first or second generation, um, they carry this 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 what they call this Celtic pride, uh, where they have this warrior spirit where um they do straddle the fence. You know, they do dibble and dabble on some Robin Hood slash, you know, I'm a hustler gangster. He he was in the army, intelligent dude applied his skills when he was on working on the docks. And then eventually, you know, he dibbled and dabbled into some controversial stuff to where it was just full outright. Like, yeah, you know what? I get illegal money. And then there was a change where, uh, you know, he had like uh, a little involvement with my man's character. Um, none other than Iceman himself, Val Kilmer and the back and forth with them. Yo, CJ I'm telling you, man, if you peep the joint, good movie. All right. I'll t- yeah. I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna check that out then. Um, all right, so so for yeah. me on the the best movie I saw for the first time in in 2023, so I'm gonna give this a State of Play, um, which is which is mm. a movie that we covered uh, on this show, yeah. Shameless Plug, and um, <laughs> and I gotta I gotta give it to you, Will, because actually I hadn't I had not seen this before. This came out in 2009. And I saw it mm-hmm. for the first time on your recommendation, and we actually covered it in the show. And I was just like, wow, it's a great movie, uh, political drama mm-hmm. for those who haven't checked it out or haven't listened to the show, um, which you most certainly should. But um, but uh, it was a political drama, stars Russell Crowe, um, uh, Ben Affleck, Rachel McAdams, and... It was it was at a time it was it was one of the things that we covered when we were talking more about political movies, but really good storyline, yeah. really, really well acted, uh, just really impressive movie altogether. And like I said, like I said, even at the time when I was watching it, 
I was like, man, I should, I need to call Will and say thank you for this, man. But this is, it's, it's really good. <laughs> Ask some important questions about the media and who decides what, what the population should know. Um, and we covered in episode 16 of the show, um, which we called State of Play, Who Decides the News. So yeah, that's my, that's my pick for 20, for the best movie I saw for the first time in 2023. So thanks for that one, Will. Um, All right. So let's, so let's go on to question. Oh, I'm sorry. You're up next, Will. Question on question number two. Yeah. So um, question two is best movie you saw uh, first released in 2023. That was redundant. That released in 2023. And uh, what you working on? So this one, I mean, it, it was, this was easy for me. It's Oppenheimer um oppenheimer Mm. which once again shameless plug we covered on the show a long time (laughs) ago um this i just thought this was a great movie just very very well acted Mm. um you know this is one of those ones it's another christopher nolan movie which um you know he he's probably in my opinion the number one director of this time i don't know if that's like greatest all time Mm. i'm not doing the you know Michael Jordan against LeBron James. Yeah. This is not this is not a barbershop <laughs> argument, but um, you know I just think he does he does he's proven the ability to do a lot of really really excellent movies. This time he tackles a biography on the life of J. Robert Oppenheimer. Movies just really well acted, very interesting. It's three hours long. It doesn't even feel like you're in the theater that long. And if you get a chance mm-hmm. to see it, maybe maybe around Oscar season, it'll be re released in movie theaters. If you get a chance to, oh, it's already out now. On, yeah, but uh, Direct TV. Yes. Or, and other... Yeah, but I'm saying if you get a chance to watch in the theaters, you get the vibration yeah. and the lighting from when they oh, yeah, do like the the nuclear bomb testing and everything. That's just what takes it to another mm-hmm. level. But amazing picture. So yeah, for me, it's it's Oppenheimer, uh, for the best movie released in 2023. Nah. No, no, no. And you know what? I had to agree with that. Um, I'm rolling with Oppenheimer as well um, for not only some of the things that CJ covered, but also you're talking about the cast was outstanding mm-hmm. in their back and forth. I know some of these things may appear to be a little redundant for those that tuned into that episode. But for those who haven't, um, definitely the back and forth, the cinematography. This is also an era piece that is also biographical. Um, little tidbits here and there. And yes, uh, there have been some uh, uh, creative licensing uh, that's done throughout the movie, but it plays very well, very well. Um, the actors, I mean, you're talking about anyone from uh, Killian Murphy to uh, Mr. Iron Man himself, Tony Starks, uh, Mr. Robert Downey Jr. I mean, the the list goes on and on as far as all the individuals that are in there. Some of the actors we've covered already such as uh, Mr. Uh, Slevin, Clevin, uh, Slevin 11 himself. Um, I just, Josh I just think Josh uh, Hartnett. Yeah. I just yeah. think that, yes, I just think that uh, a lot of the uh, uh, skillfulness that was done by uh, Mr. Nolan uh, comes out beautifully in this movie. Uh, you're talking about his vision as far as what these individuals were going through during this uh, crucible um, that they were thrust under. You're talking about secrecy. You're talking about these individuals who uh, we talk about in a iconic sense, uh, an idle sense, who have pioneered not only science, but the way that we view the world uh, or those that view the U.S. as a worldly power or as the champion of uh, quote unquote freedom. 
um, just the way that everything behind the scenes, whether it be the mock trials, um, you name it, it just gave me a great insight. And I, and to CJ's credit, he actually put me on because I wasn't going to watch this, to be honest with you. I uh, was reluctant because not only the time. Yeah, I it's mean, a three-hour joint. Three-hour movie. Uh, yeah, yeah, three-hour joint. Yeah. Um, but also, again, I'm very leery of uh, anything that receives some type of mainstream applause um, or is up for Oscar reviews uh, before anyone even gets a chance to even see it. Uh, I'm also a little bit cautious and conscientious when I see movies like this that come out in the summer ahead of so-called blockbuster um, action type movies, because most people don't want to watch something that is suspenseful drama based during the summer they want action-packed uh thriller type movies um and that's the type of like zone i was in at the time but kudos to cj for recommending this yeah it's a it's a really good movie and like you said like ensemble cast i mean you, you're in addition to chillian murphy and robert downey jr you're getting Emily Blunt, Matt Damon, Florence Pugh, Josh Hartnett, who you mentioned, Casey Affleck comes in and just terrorizes people for about 15, 20 minutes in it. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's legit. And uh, I know it's something that, well, at least I'm going to revisit here in a second. And uh, so the number three question is best actor in a movie released in 2023. I'm going to turn it over to you, Will, for, to go first. Well, I'm going to beat you to the punch, man. I got my man Killian Murphy, uh, oh. the Irishman himself. Yeah, uh, the way he had to get into character. So you know, the big thing now in Hollywood is to bulk up to play these uh, superhero, uh, you know, very uh, statuesque, uh, imposing, you know, manly men with all these muscles upon muscles. Nah, this dude dropped weight like he was uh, Christian Bale. Man, like he was like on some like I'm starving. And his uh, portrayal of Oppenheimer, too, showed, as CJ once reminded me, of a man who was desperate, man. He was trying to pay his mortgage. <laughs> so he was, get, he was getting it in. Um, and he, no tell, yeah, man. Yeah, he had the adjustable rate joint, man. He was like, yeah. oh, I need this. He went to Chris. I need like, this, yo. Chris, I need this, man. This joint, this interest rates is high, man. I need this role. <laughs> Whatever you need me to do. Drop 20. Wear, yo, these, wear, these, wear these pants around my neck. Whatever I got to do. To get on man looks <laughs> whatever he I looks so do. emaciated, man. Like he did. He killed he killed that role though. He he really did. Uh, I mean, he's yeah. I mean, like I, I don't know like how this Oscar season thing is gonna work out, but I'm sure that he's gonna be up for best actor. And oh yeah, no. The nominations will be tough, but I think because of the writer's strike, I think that's what's gonna give me pause for concern. Like, how are huh. they going to uh finagle you know, including these individuals. And I know that last year, the big talk was, um, you know, not enough representation for one, mm -hmm. two, um, they were talking about, you know, another uh, uh, boycott post, uh, protest or whatever have you due to another uh, non-inclusive Me Too, um, you know, just basically not acting like a human being. Um, and then you had the writer's strike. So it's going to be, a, it's going to be tough to cover all these things, man. Yeah, it's going to be interesting, man. So for me, um, best actor in a movie released in 2023. It's funny, man. We're going back to Oppenheimer again. So if we were, if this was, if we was handing out awards, the Oppenheimer music would be playing like for the last 15 <laughs> minutes so. in a row. But um, yeah, I'm giving it, I'm giving it to Robert Downey Jr. Um, in, mm. in Oppenheimer. So, you know, Robert Downey Jr., he plays Louis Strauss in the movie. 
Um, I, you know, like you just, you, first of all, I think he's, he's emblazoned in everyone's mind now as Tony Stark, right? Mm -hmm. Like that's who you think of Robert Downey Jr. as, and he's, he's earned that for 10 years. He played the same character, right? So that's fresh in your mind. And then he comes in this joint and he plays something completely different. And it reminds you of how talented this person really is as an actor. Mm -hmm. And there have been things that he's done that have shown his range, but you know, so much of that, like it, it's hard to do a lot of movies when you're under that Marvel contract. And so you forget like the range of, of this, this point, this man. And um, he really killed it in the movie. And he, it was like every scene, he was just bringing so much energy and playing a really complicated character that is pretending to be good, be a good guy while yeah. being a bad guy. <laughs> and, and and the story unfolds in a way that lets you kind of see that in a way that you don't really know mm -hmm. it at first. And I mean, it's just, it's just really well done. And once again, shameless plug. I mean, we covered Oppenheimer in our episode four, uh, which we called Oppenheimer proton player. So if you want to like, <laughs> you know, just hear more about our breakdown of the movie, that's where that was. So um, I think it's on, I think it's on me now, right? For best actress? Yes, okay. sir. All right. So now next up, next category we have is best actress in a movie released in 2023. And uh, I guess, is it you first or you want to go first? You want me to go first? Sir? Yo, you could knock this All out. Right. All right. So I will start with this one. Um, this is a movie that came out pretty recently, but I, I just thought it was amazing. Uh, the movie is called May December, and the mm. actress is Julian Julianne Moore, who plays the character Gracie in this. Um, it's a really, really interesting character study. Um, for those that have not seen it, it's a movie about a woman who is an actress who's about to do a movie about a woman who was arrested and went to jail for being a woman in her 30s who got involved in a relationship with a teenager, like a 14 oh. or 15 year old. And Julianne Moore plays the person in real life who did it. And then um, Nellie Portman plays the actress trying to study her to do the movie. And it's just, it's okay. just really, I mean, like Julianne Moore in this plays this complicated mix of victim, antagonist, manipulator um all of these different things at the same time and just does it so well that when you're at the, by the end of the movie you're not really sure if she was ever telling the truth or if she was always wow. telling the truth it's it's really it's a really really interesting interesting movie um not a lot of action it's really just relying on dialogue and just the 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 interaction between characters but i thought she she was fantastic in this so that's what I'm rocking with for best actress in a movie released in 2023. Mr. Will, what you got for us? Well, uh, just to revisit. So what's the name of that movie again, it's, CJ? It's, one more time. I might actually have to peep this. Yeah, it's May, December. It's actually, it's actually one of the movies that was done by Netflix. Okay. So it came out on <clears> Netflix <throat> and it came out, I think in uh, November, it came out last month. Okay. okay. So it's a, it's a pretty recent release. Um, yeah, I just, I saw a commercial for it and I just checked it out one morning and I was like, man, this is really interesting. Now I will say that it's like very, I think it's, it's from a moral and ethical standpoint. It's a very conflicting movie because, mm. you know, I'm, 
I'm sure most people sort of come to the movie with a certain idea in your head about what happens if an adult is in a relationship with a child. Yeah. To some extent, that's a little flipped on its head because it's a woman in, in, in a relationship with a boy. Mm-hmm. And then like as you see them, they're adults. So that makes it a little different too. But it's not about judging directly that situation, but it's really about a study of the um, resulting chaos that comes from that situation. Oh, and, okay. okay. And it's 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 really interesting, man. And I thought, like I said, I think Julian Moore does a, a really good job of playing a lot of different roles. So at some points you empathize with her. Some points you're like, oh, she's a villain. Some points you're like, oh, she a manipulator. Some points you're like, oh, was she, you know, also a person in an abusive situation? So check it out. No, definitely. Because that actually reminds me of the uh, uh, actual uh, real life uh, version of, uh, I forget the teacher's name, but she just recently passed away. And uh, the boy that she fathered, excuse me, that she was the mother of his daughters. I want to say they had two daughters, Mm -hmm. one when he was 14, and then they got married after she got out That's, of jail. It's based on this. Oh, okay. That's okay. what this movie's based oh, on. Right. It's based on that story, yes. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to definitely check that. All right. Yeah. So it's a movie about somebody making a movie about something that actually happened oh, in real life. Oh, okay. Okay. So it's like like a three-dimensional gotcha. kind of joint. Yeah. All right. Well, um, to pick up where CJ left off, I'm running with Miss Emily Blunt, and uh, this mm. is a talented actress, man. Um. But her portrayal in Pain Hustlers, which is also on Netflix, is uh, out of this world, man. Um, Pain Hustlers, for those that haven't watched it, like I said, it just came out this year on Netflix, um, roughly around September, I want to say. And this Mm -hmm. is one that CJ had thrown out there as something that we would potentially uh, cover. And I was like, hmm, all right, I'm going to have to take that under advisement. So I went and peeped it one time, and I was blown away. because like Robert Downey Jr., who's synonymous with Iron Man, you have Chris Evans, who has, I want to say within the past, what, five years, made a concentrated effort to distinguish himself as a leading man uh, in all assortments of uh, types of movies, whether it be comedies, mm-hmm. uh, thrillers, suspense, you name it. Um, and I think his ability to do that at this stage of his career, in contrast with him playing off of Emily Blunt's character, uh, it does a stupendous job. It, it really drives the, the movie. And Pain Hustlers, for those that haven't watched it, is essentially about a uh, high school dropout, single mom, uh, who's divorced, that is, um, trying to make a living. She's down in Florida. Um, she basically reaches the bottom of the barrel where um, she's desperate to do anything. She's taken on a lot of odd jobs that aren't paying a lot of demeaning jobs. Um, and she's at her, her wits end. She hooks up with one day, Christopher, uh, excuse me. Yeah. Christopher Evans character in a strip club where she, um, for lack of a better phrase, propositions him for a dance. He ends up entertaining her at the bar. They are sharing jokes, et cetera, et cetera. They have a rapport. He gives her his business card. And then from there she jumps into the pharmaceutical sales world. A lot of uh, ethical uh, debates go on, philosophical debates as far as, you know, just how much uh, involvement, responsibility does her character play in the opioid epidemic, um, how the opioid epidemic is viewed in the United States versus in comparison contrast to other 
uh, hard narcotics such as cocaine, crack cocaine, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but in her portrayal, man, she she runs the gauntlet. Yeah, you she's know, good you in can this. See, yeah, no, nah, yeah, you can see is. the desperation, the sensitivity. Uh, I mean, like the devotion to her daughter who has a, a unfortunate uh, illness with her brain where there's a tumor. Mm-hmm. Um, like she has a very conflicting relationship with her sister and her mom. I mean, man, she her portrayal in this movie as Liza uh, Drake, man, she she kudos to her. If she's not up for some type of awards, uh, I don't know. It's a, it's a shame. I definitely recommend you keeping paying hustlers and paying close attention to Emily Blunt in this joint. Yeah, she did her thing in this. This was actually she was actually really, really good in this. I, I It's funny, like I was thinking about a couple of different people for this role, and I actually thought about that one. So yeah. pain hustlers, she was she was really good in that, and I, I almost hate to say it, but damn, she was also really good in Oppenheimer too. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like, man. like she really was. So yeah, she she's um, like I said, on a roll, man. Like I, yeah, like she's hot. Like she's like um, she's like she's like Lamar Jackson right now, man. Twenty twenty three, man. She's about to get that MVP. You know, like she got the inside yeah, track. Man. So yeah, so that's that one. All right, so we're up to our question number six uh will why don't you hit us with that one yeah so we're talking about this is in my wheelhouse right here <laughs> as well as cj's uh best comic book movie released in 2023 okay uh so what you working with cj so this one so you know there's a lot of movies that came out a lot of comic book movies that came out um this actually really wasn't a hard one for me unfortunately i <laughs> wish it was harder but it wasn't. um so i'm i'm going with guardians of the galaxy 3 okay um which I thought was a really, really entertaining movie. I really, it was, it it may be the last movie, comic book movie that I saw that I left the theater satisfied. Wow. And that's, that's unfortunately saying a lot. Yeah. Um, whether it's Marvel or DC movies. And, and, and like we said, I mean, like we go and see these movies. This is, yeah. this is in our wheelhouse, but um, yeah, Guardians 3, I thought it was very well done. Um, this movie also has the benefit of being able to bring real closure mm. to a story, uh, which I think helps it out a lot because James Gunn, who now is on his way to running the new DC comic book movie universe, um, was able to kind of put and put an end to these characters yeah. in his mind and, and where their their journey ends. So I thought he just really did some good things. I love some of the decisions that they made for the endings of certain characters. I don't want to get into it too much because I do think this might be one to cover one day. Um, but yeah, I'm going with Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Okay. Um, what about you for the best comic book movie released in 2023? So unlike my man CJ, I was conflicted. Um, and I was conflicted because Guardians was one of the the, the, the choices that I was looking at. Um and on like, I don't know, a lighter note, maybe it was because I was being sentimental, et cetera, et cetera. But um, Blue Beetle, I looked at that. Um, mm-hmm. I thought yeah, that was very it? interesting. Um, but I'm definitely rolling with my man, Miles Morales in Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. That, that was my joint. And I think um, the introduction of Spider-Man 2099, I think mm-hmm. um, the introduction of Spider-Punk, um, just a lot of mm-hmm. different individuals that um, are fan favorites, cult favorites for those that uh, pay close attention to not just uh, animation, anime, 
um, but as well as comic books as a whole, um, there's a, a, a certain uh, gravitas that um, uh, Miles has in this film. I mean, mm-hmm. like, there's a, a sense of it's a coming of age movie. Um, it's good to see, you know, the the problems that a, a, a real family uh, faces and endures, especially when you're taken into consideration where he's their only son, only child. Um, he is uh, trying to uh, spread his wings a little bit more in this in this movie because I think he's maybe a junior, sophomore, junior, whereas we're introduced to him maybe like as a freshman mm-hmm. around then. Yeah. So. Um, it's a different twist on the the Peter Parker saga that we're mm-hmm. accustomed to, where he's a geek, et cetera, et cetera. Now Miles is a little bit more cooler. Um, he's in. They both are based in New York, but Miles is in Brooklyn, whereas uh, Peter's in Queens. Um, and in Brooklyn, for those that are in that particular area, you know, Brooklyn keeps on taking it, Queens keeps on making it. So like <laughs> that mentality kind of shows in these two guys, where you know Miles is more like an an uh uh. uh He's just, I don't know. He's, I don't want to, he's cool. Type he's, just, yeah. he's just, cool. yeah. He's just, you know what he mean? Just I, he's yeah. just cool. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I yeah. just, I just, it just happens that also my kids like him and they can relate to him more. Mm-hmm. So that kind of like put the nail in the coffin for me to, so to speak, man. Yo, I would say I agree with you actually a thousand percent on that. I, in my head, I put, I put like a breaker in my head that said, I can't choose a comic book cartoon movie. But really? that, yeah, I, I mean, like we never talked about it, but I just, thought yeah, yeah, that. but, but absolutely 1000% that, that across the spider verse, that's the best comic book movie I've seen. Like, there's not a question about it. That thing is beautiful. It's beautiful to watch. It's mm-hmm. incredible. It's interesting. Yeah. Everything you said. I mean, that's, yeah, I agree with that. If I, if I yeah, could scratch man. out the guardians joint, I would put that in there, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, cause uh, think about the cast though. All right. You're dealing with Oscar Isaac. Mm-hmm. You're dealing with uh, Haley Stanfield. Mm-hmm. You, uh, you got my man, uh, Daniel. Uh, I'm probably going to butcher his last name. Uh, Kaluuya. Uh, yeah, Kaluuya. Uh, yep. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, like, and then, of course, I mean, leading uh, the dude who's leading it off is also uh, he was depicting my man Ray Kwan in the Wu-Tang Saga joint, uh, Shaki- uh, Shamik Moore. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, just just like those individuals, um, they bring such like a, a true sense of like the comic book on screen for me man like, yeah they really they really did their thing and it ends on an amazing cliffhanger oh man definitely, and and, definitely. It, and it's got a great cliffhanger so yeah that yeah. that's definitely there all right so yeah so then that's that one all right so we're in the question number seven on our 12 12 questions for uh 2023 movies all right so question number seven favorite movie you watched again <laughs> in, mm. in 2023 so what's your what's your favorite movie? Like, you know, you're a movie lover and I'm a movie lover. Yeah. Over the year, there's always gonna be a couple of movies that you just watch. Like they're just mm-hmm. they're just fun for you to watch. And my question here is what's your favorite movie you watched again in twenty twenty three? So here's my thing, man. Like I don't typically watch movies over and over and over. Really? I usually have a yeah, I usually have a limit. Like I may watch it two, three times and then it's a wrap. If I'm really feeling it. Really? Then we get into double figures. Yeah, no, nah, I don't. Because I, I like the experience of hearing it one time. You know what I'm saying? Like, really? if it, you, wow. yeah, you really got to blow me away to watch it again because I feel like I've already seen it. Like, wow. I don't like deja vu. You know what I mean? Okay. Like, okay. I'm like a one time, like, oh, okay. Because after a while, it gets redundant. Yeah. So, with that being said, yeah. 
So with that being said, if we cover in something, it's because I like it. So that's why I grade higher on these movies that, you know, we've been going on because these that are movies sense. that they, they really touch me in a certain way. Uh, like, it, like I'm affected by the way that the depictions portray something either going on with the lives of people close to me, myself or whatever, or the influences or the topic, mm -hmm. like something has to resonate. Yeah. So with that said, uh, I'm rocking with a movie that came out in 2021 that I'm pretty sure most people have not watched. It's called uh, Needle in a Time Stack, uh, starring uh, Leslie Odom Jr., uh, Frida Pinto, Cynthia Erivo, and of course, my man Legolas himself, Orlando Bloom. Um, this is a uh, sci-fi romance thriller um, based on a book, short story, that is. Um, and it's like a love story. Uh, of how uh, there's unrequited love, there's what ifs, there's uh, the sense of deja vu, there's the sense of uh, twin flame meant for each other, et cetera, et cetera. I'm a hopeless romantic. <laughs> Just really tapped in. Um, definitely, a, definitely a recommended date movie. Uh, this really had me in my bag as far as like, you know, being uh, 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 acutely aware of romance and such like that. Yeah. So. With uh, Valentine's Day coming up, all the lovers in the house definitely uh, recommend this joint. Right, needle in a time stack. Okay, now I know that I know you've yeah. talked about that one a couple of times, but I just put that yeah. one down. I'm gonna check that out. Yeah. I'm gonna check that out. I have a yeah. We might we might have to do that later on. That's why I'm not trying to give too okay. much. So, okay, yeah. all right, we'll see. It might yeah. make my Grinch Grinch heart grow a little bit. So <laughs> we'll see. All right, so uh, let's go to question number eight. Why don't you give us question number eight? Yes, sir. So biggest movie question in 2023. CJ set it off, man. All right. Biggest movie question. So this is uh this is probably the one thing I have on here that's not necessarily positive, but my biggest <laughs> my biggest movie question in 2023 was and still can well, yeah, it just is. Is the MCU dead? Like this is what my question what my mm. question is, man. Like just having, you know this year sat through ant-man and ant-man quantumania and the marvels guardians of the galaxy kind of saved it um the products that have been coming out on disney plus in the last year with the exception of the one thing i'm about to name in a second i was definitely thinking that maybe uh the mcu is dead that's still my question it's still my question although although i will say that Loki season two definitely, mm. you know, was a glimmer of hope of what could possibly happen. Now, I do think they got some, they got to do some revamping of some things depending on how they handle this Jonathan Major situation. But um, with that said, yeah, that's my question. Like, is the MCU dead? I don't think so, but it is a question. That's my big movie question that I asked this year. So, Will, what about you? Biggest, biggest movie question in 2023. Um, there's going to be some overlap here, but I just want to go back to CJ's question real quick. Um, is it is the MCU dead? I think this version is dead, or at least uh, it's part of the walking dead or a dead man walking and doesn't realize it. But I think that there is hope. Um, definitely not feeling the whole Jonathan Majors joint. Um, there's a lot of things I could say, but this is a PG-esque uh, show. So 
I'll just say that I respectfully disagree with the verdict and how he was put out the pasture. Um, with that being said, um, my question is, will non-superhero-based movies hold themselves to the same standard that they profess superhero movies fail mm. to meet? And by that, I'm referring to all of these uh, alleged uh, directors of such stature, prominence, that continuously spit disparaging things, then have to walk it back so much once they get put on display. And then you see, well, you haven't put out a movie in what, a decade, two decades? You haven't put out any real quality work in maybe 30, uh, maybe uh, 25 years, that is. Um, I don't like, see, I don't want to, again, this is a PG-esque show, and I don't want to be negative Nancy, but I just feel that those that live in glass houses shouldn't cast stones and that we should try and uplift one another as best as possible. I know that we should be able to hold each other accountable and there should be uh, a means to have civil discourse and be able to critique individuals in a constructive manner, but I don't think nor do I respect the means by which these individuals have displayed their uh, difference of opinion. Got it. Got it. And shameless plug once again, if you want to know more about how we thought about the MCU, <laughs> we covered that in episode 14, which we talked about the Marvel's uh end game for the mcu and that was a that was a longer episode um than what we normally do yes we talked about the marvels first and we spent the rest of the time talking about the mcu so it was really it was a really good episode and we gave some some uh different ways on how we thought things could be improved moving forward um i'm just gonna back up real quick on the favorite movie that i watched again in 2023 so um i know you mentioned yeah. needle in a time stack um mine is collateral mm -hmm. um that's just oh collateral yeah just I forgot yeah, we yeah, skipped yeah. over nah, that. My bad, hey, man. Look, man. We we live and direct, so that's how it goes. So uh so <laughs> yo, collateral was um probably one of my one of my five it is one of my five favorite movies. And it's a mm. joint that I, I am a person that can watch a movie over and over again. Um, because I feel mm. like I can just find something different about it. But this is just you know, you know, we did actually a show on it, ironically enough. <laughs> No, I saw, I'm the shameless yeah. plug king during this episode, man. But yeah, we covered it. Nah, I love yeah, how it ties in, it. man. We covered it in episode in. 10, uh, which we called Max's Man Making Matrix. But I think this movie is, has so much to do, so much to say about manhood, modern manhood. Um, you know, just what it means to be a man. What are the roles and responsibilities that men have in society? So that's just my my joint there. So just wanted to. And and CJ did his thing on that joint. That's when I was MIA, held down in a uh, that's prison right. in that's Thailand. Right. And then we had to work out that yeah. work release. That was when yeah, I no, I definitely second that. Collateral is like that. For those that have not watched uh, or listened to the podcast, for that matter, of that episode, definitely tune in. Definitely watch that show. Jamie Foxx, Tom Cruise, uh, Will Smith's husband. Um, <laughs> yeah, they do ah, that was funny that was funny yeah i definitely i definitely did that show with my free mr will t-shirt on the whole time so, they, <laughs> so that's how that went. he shouted me out like he shouted me out like uh tony ayo eminem at the grammys appreciate that y'all that's how that's how it was man that's how it was all right so we are on um question number nine now of our 12 12 questions <laughs> so the question number nine is it's the question um right 
best movie nobody saw that you did in 2023? <laughs> What's the best movie that nobody saw that you did in 2023? In oh, man, I love the hyperbole. I'm rocking with, again, another anime joint off of Netflix, uh, Blue Eye Samurai. And uh, for those that can't tell, uh, that's also one of the genres I, I really, I really indulge in. And this is a period piece as well. So I, I guess you guys can see my uh, my preference with respect to certain genres uh, in which uh, you have a young lady who learns the skill, trade, craft of a samurai swordsman. Um, she is first taught how to make a sword and the detail and the craftsmanship that goes into that and taking pride in what it is that you do whether it be the most mundane task of picking out certain things to actually implementing the creation of a sword um, through trial and error, et cetera, et cetera. Um, just being devoted to painstaking work, not being afraid to get your hands dirty. Um, and then it sets out as a revenge piece. So, you know, it's in the mold of Kill Bill. Um, so you're definitely dealing with another Mamba-esque, shout out to Uma Thurman and the late, great Kobe Bryant. Um, you're dealing with uh, uh, a lot of uh, synergy throughout the movie between her and her pupil or uh, her, uh, I guess you can say her protege. Um, it covers a lot of things that you would not uh, associate with a samurai uh, type of show, movie, film. Um, and for those who are social justice warriors, you're covering topics from female empowerment. Uh, you're dealing with uh, disability or disabled individuals. You're dealing with uh, um, topics such as nationalism. Um, I mean, like it covers a wide array of uh, themes and I definitely recommend it. Definitely recommend it. Yeah, it's interesting, man. I haven't, I haven't watched a good anime movie in a long time. I think the last joint that I really watched was probably like Ninja Scroll. Oh, definitely classic. Yeah, it's oh, a long man. time since I watched one of those. But it's funny when you're talking about the idea of whatever you do, do it like to painstaking perfection. Mm -hmm. As soon as you said that, it actually reminded me of this book um, called The Book of Five Rings okay. by uh, Miyamoto Mushashi. And I'm, I apologize if I messed that up. But um, it's a it's a book. It's a it's a, a short book, but it's actually it's about it's written by someone who was a samurai and throughout the book, he's talking about different aspects of the preparation and, and strategy of the, the samurai, but it's actually about your preparation and strategy for mm. life. Okay. And there is this whole idea of anything that you do is worth doing to perfection because the, you know, like, like that saying goes, you know, how you do anything is how you do everything. So, you yeah. know, if you slack off in one thing, you will slack <laughs> on other things. And conversely, if you're like a person that's used to like putting your best foot forward, no matter what, then you put your best foot forward, no matter what. So I will definitely check that out. Blue Eye Samurai. And um, yeah, that's a good one. So that's another reference point. So I'm, I'm taking notes as you're talking because these are some good references here. Nah, same here, man. Same here. Um, so, so for me, yeah, yeah so for me. Yeah, best movie nobody saw that I that I did in 2023. <laughs> Yo, I'm going to go with also another joint that was on Netflix, and I swear we are not being supported by Netflix at all, but if Netflix not wants to call all. us, 
I would love oh, yeah. to get like uh, some sort of support for this podcast. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah I'm taking calls. <laughs> yo, I'm I'm riding with uh, they clone Tyrone, man, which mm. um, is another another sh- another one that we covered. Um, no, once again, another shameless plug. I'm not going to stop saying it because we keep doing it. Uh, they clone, <laughs> we, co- we covered they clone Tyrone episode 17. I think this is a really, really good movie. I'm not going to spend a lot, of t- a lot of time talking about it because we did a show on it. But a lot of people, I I talked to so many people about it who have never seen yeah. it, and that I'm they like, tuned into it. Yeah, I'm like, yo, please check this out because it's a lot of a lot of really interesting ideas they're talking about um, around the black community and the idea of different conspiracy theories and things like that. So, yeah, that's my one. They clone Tyrone. No, definitely a dope flick, man. And again, CJ was one who put me onto that joint too. So yeah, definitely, uh, definitely recommend that as well. Yep, and we covered it in episode seventeen on the show. Yes. So, um, yes, all right. Sir. So, so question number ten: What is a movie released in twenty twenty three that you wanted to see but you missed? Wow, man! Um, I actually had to take some time and some effort into this joint, and I'm rocking with the Kill Room, and this is with uh, my man Sam Jack. This is with mm. Uma Thurman, and. I'm probably going to butcher his last name, uh, Joseph Mac. Well, I'll just put it up to uh, Mrs. Uh, excuse me, Mr. Um, uh, Sophia Vergara's husband, ex ex husband, ex husband now, yeah, yeah, yeah. And but to me, he'll still be uh, he'll still be uh, Deathstroke. Mm-hmm. Uh, for those that don't know, he was supposed to be Deathstroke in yeah. Batman in Ben Affleck's uh, directorial debut of Batman. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this joint is a movie in which uh joe plays a assassin hired killer etc cetera, etc cetera. sam jack is his broker uh agent if you will um their quote-unquote rich people problem is trying to launder money and make it look legal so they go into the art world and he becomes a painter mm-hmm. um it's it's funny it's an action it's a thriller i mean it covers all bases um Eventually, they have to inform Uma Thurman, who is the art dealer that sells his paintings, um, as to what it is that they're doing. She gets a cut. is is a very, it's a very entertaining movie, man. Definitely, uh, I haven't, I still haven't watched it. <laughs> but the preview, <laughs> but, yeah, um, but the, that's the previews, yeah, 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 yeah. That's an interesting yeah. moment. I would, I would have liked to see that too. I, I did miss that yeah. one, and and it does, it does, it does look very interesting. So it kind of almost had like not quite on the level of comedy of like the hitman's bodyguard not oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. not on that level like not that. like that like almost to a too comical kind of way uh but this, yeah. that's a good one yeah i'm gonna check that one out it reminds me of uh get shorty you know what i mean like yeah. it reminds me of like something like that yeah that's a good one yeah um yeah so what are you dealing with man so for me it's it's gonna be uh killers of the flower moon um mm. i wanted to see okay. this Things just didn't work out, and I wasn't able to get a chance to see it in movie theaters. It's probably out on Apple TV or something now, but I still haven't gotten a chance to catch up with it. But um, it's funny um, on my um on over the holidays, I was talking with one of my aunts who's like really really into movies, and okay. she pressed me on this movie for like fifteen minutes. Like you got to go see this. Really? Got, yeah, she told me she was like, it's long. It doesn't matter. Go see it. You'll really like it. And I promise her I would before I see her again. So 
you know. So Aunt Irma, I definitely will watch it before <laughs> the next time we talk about movies because I know that you're going to be asking about it. So, yeah, I wanted to see it and it just didn't work out. But, um, yeah, gotcha. Killers of the Flower Moon, I will check that out. Um, all right, so question number 11. Um, I, kind, I almost kind of think I know what this answer is going to be based on what we've been saying here. But um, <laughs> the best the best platform to stream movies in 2023. So now everybody and their mama has a, has a streaming platform. There's, it's amazing like how a movie is on this site, but not that one, and you can't get it here mm-hmm. and all this. I swear, I swear they're trying to recreate cable right with all this like the whole idea of streaming was to cut the cord but now yeah, it's almost man. like you're getting back to that but what has your been your best platform to stream movies in 2023 man this was a close one because you know i do like the superhero movies i do have children i do uh like all of the marvel uh star wars type of uh, genre as far as fantasy sci-fi etc cetera, etc cetera. Um, I do have Amazon. I do have Hulu. I have all these things. But again, like CJ said, if it wasn't apparent, uh, I'm rocking with Netflix. And the reason being is um, whether it be Extractions 1 and 2, whether it be uh, uh, some of the, the films we just covered and talked about as far as like whether it be animation all the way to uh, Pain Hustlers, uh, anything of that ilk. Um, I mean, it just has more variety. You know what I mean? Like, I'm definitely into Reacher. Um, I'm definitely into uh, The Boys. So as you can guess, that's all on mm-hmm. Amazon. But the thing is, is that when these shows release, these are the only shows that you know I tend to tune mm-hmm. into. Uh, Hulu only had the Wu-Tang joint, which is what I was mm-hmm. into. And it was just cost effective to still maintain it as far as the Disney pa- package. Uh, Paramount, Peacock, all these other things. I'm just like I like CJ said. I'm trying to limit my expenditures. <laughs> right. I don't want. Right. right. If it wasn't for the fact that I get Max for free because I have Directv, you know what I mean? Like, you gotta be. I mean, these people don't make any sense. They 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 have done away with actually putting on new shows such as a Suits, such as a, a Mr. Robot on cable. Uh, cable is now basically antiquated in the sense that they show reruns mm-hmm. of shows that came out like 10 years ago or whatever yep. have you. Um, so it's just, it, it hurts in a way to see the downfall where they're not making that investment. And then in turn, they want to bombard you with all these different platforms and then give you different versions, the limited commercial, no commercials or a lot of commercials. Yeah. And it's like, dude, what are you doing, man? Like, yeah, it makes it, it makes it hard. Just, it does. And the, and the price, yeah. and it does rack up. I mean, the costs do add up. And yeah, you're talking about 26 bucks for each joint. If you got a couple, it of does, them, it does. Yo, you're talking- and, and this, and it's interesting, you know, I, the, the segmentation has always been there. Cause you know, like, you know, when we were growing up, what was on HBO, you couldn't find on Cinemax. Well, you couldn't find on Cinemax, right. you couldn't find on Showtime. That's always been there. And then it used to be the movie channel. So it used to be four things growing up oh, yeah. that we had. And now the streaming world is very much like that as well. I would say that the best, the best platform i would also say netflix so we're, we're in agreement on that it's interesting though man i feel like there are times where i want to see something on netflix and it was always there three months ago when i didn't want to see it and now mm. and now when i want to now it's not there anymore that yeah, it's not that's kind of tricky yeah. there is the advantage of like a disney 
and Max does this as well, is because they have the proprietary rights over the Marvel stuff and the Warner Brothers stuff, that stuff is always going to be there. So you you won't you won't not be able to watch Man of Steel on Max because it's going to be there. You know, you won't not be able to watch, you know, Revenge of the Sith because it's always going to be on Disney Plus. So those are advantages are there. But I do agree. Netflix, Netflix does have some really good movies on it. And it's also a good place to find a lot of movies that we've been talking about tonight. So, um, yeah, I'm there with you on Netflix. And uh, and all right. So let's do number 12. I'm going to turn it over to you for this one. Yeah, so now we've reached the last question, and that is movie you're most uh, looking forward to that is coming out in 2024. Yeah, this is an interesting one, man. I I saw so you actually sent me the trailer for this joint, which I which yeah. kind of which really blew me away. And yeah. uh, then I've been to the movies a couple times this week, and I saw the the they have the the poster up for it now. So the movie, okay, I'm looking forward to seeing is this movie called Civil War which is coming out uh, April 26th, 2024. And you can check out the trailer. It can be found on YouTube, but it's basically about a civil war in America mm-hmm. where Americans or a certain segment of Americans have taken over a certain part of America are and are in the process of uh, storming Washington, D.C. to take over the rest of the United States of America. And... You know, listen, I mean, it's not even thinly veiled to put a movie out that like that out in America <laughs> at this time and in 2024 when America is going to have a, a presidential election. Um, so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm very interested to see two things. I'm really interested to see the movie and just to see how they kind of handle it. It's also by the same director who did uh, Ex Machina, which was a movie mm-hmm. that I've, I've really always liked. Um and then I'm very interested to see the build up to the movie um, and what media outlets start talking about around the content and then mm-hmm. what happens afterward. Because I think it's, it's got a potential to be one of those things that really captures the imagination far outside of just movie moviegoers. Yeah, no, from, from what I saw in the trailer, I, it was just mind blowing. Mm-hmm. Because it's not even on surround sound, or I was watching that on my on my phone. Yeah. All right, I just happened to be scrolling one day through YouTube as far as upcoming movie projects, mm-hmm. and I'm like, all right, Alex Garland, okay, I get busy with uh, Alex. You know, what I mean, I see, I, I like his work, like like CJ said, Ex Machina. Um, so I was like really curious, and then all of a sudden, I'm seeing Kirsten Dunst, and I'm like, oh, okay, this looks intriguing, um, and. It had a lot of character actors in there as well that, uh, you know, if you just see them by face, you'd recognize them. And um, it really pulled me in when I'm seeing militia, I'm seeing uh, almost apocalyptic scenes. Mm -hmm. And then there was just this one particular uh, back and forth scene in which the guy says, but we're Americans. And he says, what kind of America? Oh, that's right there. That was big. That was huge. Yeah. I was like, what? Oh. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm like, oh, so we going? Yeah. All that right. was yeah. That I mean? was the scene too. When I saw that, I was like, okay. Yeah. Put this one on the list. Yeah. yeah that's on the yeah. list. You know that's what I mean? I'm list. like, oh, okay. I see what we're doing here. And like CJ said, man. Like, I always tell people, it's not a question of art imitating life or life imitating art. For me, it's always about uh, what Jack the King Kirby said. 
You know what I mean? Like when individuals who consider themselves artistes with an E at the end, um, they always reveal a little bit of themselves in their work. And that's whether it be due to um, them giving investigative reports or if it's actually happened to them. So it's a little bit of autobiographical. And uh, they're telling on themselves in this one, man. Uh, I mean, like with the, the climate in the United States being what it is, I mean, there's a lot of things, whether it be pollution, which they call, um, uh, what's the term that was real big by Dan, um, by um, what's, what's the dude's name, the politician who said he founded. Oh, you're talking about uh, Gore, Al Gore. Yeah, Al Gore, when he says uh, climate control. No, you're talking about pollution. So that's one of the themes that they're talking about when you say uh, freedom fighter. Well, that's somebody's terrorist. You know what I mean? And we don't talk about domestic terrorism more than enough. Um, you're talking about race relations, social economics. So this covers a, a wide array of issues that I would definitely like to see on the big screen. And having someone as uh, what I consider Americana, like Kirsten Dunst being a reporter on the front lines, trying to get the story. And as CJ and I have talked ad nauseum in various episodes about having a character that you can relate to and it doesn't matter that they are disabled a female gay or whatever have you it's not done for political reasons it's just that this is the point of view that we're going to tell it from they're not trying to push an agenda so that really uh sunk its hooks in me and um you know just the relevancy as far as what's going on in my own personal life when i'm having these discussions with individuals uh whether it be friends family or just associates um really it really stuck stuck in accord with me yeah so that's gonna be interesting so that so that's yours too then yeah Yeah, all right oh yeah yeah so that's that's good man we might we might have to that might have to be a show that might have to be yeah oh no question that's a recommendation yeah that might have to be one so you know you tuned in 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 late april we'll be covering that joint oh yeah but um but but yeah so so thank you you know for joining us on this this recap um we're gonna get back to business uh next week and we are gonna be covering yes sir um a movie new year's eve so new year's eve um you know what better way to kick off 2024 than with a movie focused on new year's eve so we will be back next week to talk about that um once again the sticky floors podcast can be found wherever you get your podcast we are on apple podcast we are on spotify please like subscribe comment Your comments help us to do this better, and we will see you again next week. Peace.